Hi guys, welcome back. It's been a hot minute since I've had an episode. Life has been a little bit hectic since my birthday travels and I've definitely been feeling a little bit of a case of the winter blues. I also feel like my body has just been going through it. I've been consistently getting sick and I'm just getting over what I think was a stomach virus. And on top of that, my skin has just been a whole other journey. As some of you know, when I moved to New York a few years ago, my skin basically freaked out and I tried everything under the sun to fix it, but nothing really stuck. And as a teen, I really never had that acne phase. So as an adult going through it, you really just don't know where to turn or what to use. And of course, I have that consciousness of um, products that won't do reverse damage and just all of that um exploration of skin um but yeah nothing was really working out and so finally I found this amazing esthetician um in the city and it's cleared and she understands from personal experience like how to overcome these things and I've been on a really strict routine with my skincare but I've had an allergic reaction and I'm not really sure if it's coming from the skincare and I've been trying to do like the elimination process to see what's causing it but basically a few weeks ago I woke up with my eyes completely like swollen shut and it's happened a few other times on uh I guess on like a lower scale of like the first time um But now I'm also experiencing eczema on my face, which I haven't since I was about five. Um, So yeah, just a lot happening. But all this to say, health is so important. You know, you can go to the gym as much as you want and eat on specific diets. But if you're internally not well or hyper-stressed or anxious, it shows up. It shows up in your health. It shows up externally which is why I am so excited for today's guest. She is someone who has created a seat for herself in the wellness world by personal experience and curiosity. And I really want to host more people in this field of work. Uh, I could have these conversations for hours and I just love to hear the wellness journey that has worked for others or just spark an interest or answers to explore things within myself. Okay, enough rambling. Let's get to today's episode. On a bright note, it is sunny out, the days are longer, we're approaching spring, and I am just so excited for these warmer months. So a lot to come for We All Dream outside the podcast, Um, a lot of amazing guests to come for the spring season, and thank you so much for following along. I am so excited that you are on this journey with me. Today's guest is Toronto-based Michelle Simon. She is the founder and host of one of my favorite podcasts, Lemon Water. We chat about her upbringing in Canada and the path involving a number of helping hands and personal curiosity that's led her to where she is now. From unemployment to creating her own opportunities, Michelle took matters into her own hands and built her vibrant and loyal community, in which we know and love as Lemon Water. Her podcast provides topics and hosts guests in which we can all learn and resonate with, but most importantly, provides inclusion and possibility in the wellness field for any and all that want to take part in it. In her Capricorn nature, Michelle holds so much knowledge and excitement for sharing while remaining soft, approachable, and creating a safe space open to all. So excited to join forces with her, and I hope you guys like today's episode. 
having me. Thank you for being on. I'm so excited. I know I mentioned before, but like I said, I've wanted to have a podcast for so long and I was so intimidated because I was listening to podcasts like Goop and all these really like produced shows. And I was like, I have to be like rich and have a studio and do all these things just to have conversations with people that I've been wanting to like have conversations with. And then I think it was over the pandemic, a friend of mine was like, you would love this podcast called Lemon Water because I'm also very much into wellness. I'm having tea right now too. Yes. I love that. I can't have a session without my tea, honestly. Mm. But yeah. It could just be a tea ASMR episode. Oh, <laughs> like un- unwrapping the... Yes, the water boiling, a little sip. Thing. Yeah. Girl, you got it. You definitely got it. I actually can't listen to produced shows anymore. It mm-hmm. sounds like really intense to me. It has to be like you're literally eavesdropping on people in a cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so when I listened to your podcast, I was like, oh my God, this amazing podcast. And okay. Like, and that was still two years ago. It took me until now, but like the energy that you give on the podcast definitely gave me like the kick in the butt that I needed. Oh. That makes me really happy. It gave yeah. me like inspiration to just like, okay, yeah. let's get on with it. Like, just but sometimes you need that, right? Like sometimes yeah. you kind of need to, you, you, I think that everyone kind of has their aha moment of mm-hmm. like, okay, like I got to do it. And I always believe that nothing should ever be forced because if it's forced, then if it's forced, then there's typically a moment in time that you stop doing it because you don't feel the the love for it anymore right and so I think maybe you just needed to get to a point that you were ready to kind of like birth this thing into the world Mm -hmm. and create it and yeah at your own time though like at your own pace so I think that's beautiful and wonderful yeah it's been fun but today it's not about me it's about you so let's get started gently um let's just start briefly with who you are and what you do My name's Michelle. Um, I am someone who, okay, so I'm trying this new thing out that this is a goal of mine and it's kind of like not, I'm trying my best to not introduce myself by what I do, Mm. but more so who I am. So naming three qualities about myself. Okay. 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 So let me do that. So three qualities about myself is as much as I do take myself seriously, I'm in like I have a really big sense of humor I'm super outgoing I love meeting people and I am obsessed with nature and furry animals and I love learning about human thought and psychology and yeah, that's, that's me. Yeah. I love it. And to add, I feel like you're really good at like yeah. cultivating a community. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny. Like, thank you for saying that because I think that community is such a massive buzzword mm-hmm. that has been used since like, I think 2022, it was projected that community like for marketing is going to be like the be all end goal, <laughs> be all end all. Right. But I think that when now I think of community, it's like creating a platform and, you know, 
hosting events and, you know, selling merch and having people wear your merch. And, you know, that's how you can identify who, who's your like loyal community members, or it's like, if you're not consistent with like hosting events or mm. panels and all of that, then like, what is it? And thank you for saying that, like, you're not the first person this week to kind of say something like that to me. And I need to acknowledge it within myself because at times I don't, I don't see it because mm. I, you know, haven't hosted an event in how long, right? I've never really sold merch. Mm -hmm. And it's just something that I think anyone who follows Lemon Water or listens to the podcast, I think in itself, you are part of a community because you are included and you kind of care about the same things. And as much as I don't create a tangible item for you to have to be like a part of the community, you're still there. And so I need to kind of take that in yeah and believe in it so yeah, yeah I feel like community is even more so like just like holding a space for people that can relate to you or the information you're providing or the space you're creating whether it's physical or not like mm -hmm. I just feel like a strong sense of community on your personal page but also on the lemon water page um because you're definitely like pulling in certain types of people and that's all just from like you and like your thought process and the way you see the world um so from an outside perspective you definitely have a strong community which is a beautiful thing to have um and I love that you are introducing yourself differently because that is even like my time spent in Europe it's actually kind of um disrespectful to ask people what their um career or job is um but you know in the states and the purpose of this podcast as well um well it's not really the purpose of this podcast because it's more about like life and journey and everything it really doesn't the career aspect isn't I guess it can be helpful in the journey and the storytelling but it's really not it's really about the person is why I'm hosting mm -hmm. them but that's something I thought about as well and um I notice a lot of conversation at gatherings are kind of like, what do you do? Who do you know? Especially in New York. Mm -hmm. I, like that. I like this shift. Mm -hmm. That's a positive shift. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's important because I think we're like, just our society is so obsessed with who's who, what's what, what do you yeah. do for work? Like, how is this somehow going to benefit me? And it's like, you should just care about who I am as like a human and Agreed. like what I like and what I don't like. And, you know, what am I reading? What am I listening to? What am I yeah. watching? Um, so, yeah, I just, I want to just, it's a, it's a positive thing that I hope more people can adapt as well. Yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. Um, okay. So well, let's dive into a little bit of your background story. Yeah. Um, family environment. I was raised by a single mom and born and raised in Toronto. I've been here my whole life. Mm. And I think that, you know, growing up, watching her, you know, work really hard. And I mean, really hard in the sense that like, yes, we all have that. We, majority of us, I want to say had, you know, parents that were working from, let's say nine to five, or mm -hmm. whether it be eight to four, but because I was raised, you know, by a single parent, it was a single income. My mom always had to kind of like pick up jobs. So she would be working her, you know, eight hour job, and then she would go and work another job. Not that it was a full shift, but it would either be like a three or, you know, whatever it needed to be. And so with that, I always was dropped off very early at school 
school. Like I was like the kid that was in the early school program, the after school program. Mm -hmm. And then I had like kind of like care after as well. That is absolutely, I don't want to say that like she was not present. She was very present in my life. <laughs> yeah. So she was there. So I think I, so why I kind of mentioned that is because I think she instilled such a strong work ethic in me and mm -hmm. that working is important and it's just working is important but also I think it's like I moved to Canada for her it was like, she's like I should I moved here but I hope that you don't have to work this hard right like yeah. I'm an immigrant so this is why I'm working so hard so you don't have to work this hard poor woman didn't realize she gave birth to a millennial and like we all are literally like working insane hours at yeah. all times even if we somehow scam the system when I say scammed it's like we have freelancers we have kids mm -hmm. in crypto and finance that are giving like three hours of their day and like yeah. but that's still hard work you know like yeah. I just I want to say like no one's job is easy like mm -hmm. it, that's not what it is so that's kind of the environment that I was brought up in. And again, I come from a Jewish background and I was always in the Jewish school systems and systems. So from first grade to all through high school. And it was very much embedded in me that, you know, you had to succeed. Like there was literally no option. So yeah. if you were not a doctor, if you were not a lawyer, if you're not an accountant, if you're not a teacher, it's just so what are you doing? Like, literally, it's like, well, what do you think you're doing? And I don't think entrepreneurship was frowned upon. But I remember being a kid. And as much as you know, I think in so many interviews, I've spoken about how, you know, I've, I, I did always want to be um, a radio host of some sort, I did always want to be in fashion at some point. But there were times that I would see the word like, entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I knew there was a masculine connotation towards it I knew that it was like you know when we talk about entrepreneurs we were always referenced to like this like Bill Gates thing it was like Bill Gates or you know I, I don't I can't even think of like I think Microsoft was the biggest company at, when we were growing up so I don't know but it was always such a, a masculine like word that I was like I want to be an entrepreneur like I didn't know what it meant but I knew that I kind of wanted to somehow do it and I didn't yeah. know like they were like people were like okay well what kind of company do you want to start and I was like oh I didn't know that meant I'm starting a company like I was just like I just like the word like that, that's what I want <laughs> yeah I just want the title and I think that like also throughout my childhood so many teachers like told my mom like she's not academic but she argues a lot she might she would be an amazing lawyer so I think that really got my mom like energized and yeah. she was like my daughter's gonna be a lawyer like this is so great like oh you know this is me the best story ever like this you know and to be a lawyer you gotta be obsessed with reading and writing and like it's an academic career totally. um and I think that you know just throughout my whole schooling career, like even up until the very end, it was always like, how am I going to make it? And when I say the, like the term make it, it's like, I knew so badly that I did not want to get into this like box and the box being like those careers that I said before I, you know, when I was in the ninth grade, I took the elective class of going into computers and I really loved I loved InDesign, like InDesign was my everything. And so I actually got really close with my teacher at that time. And I ended up staying with her for the next four years. And so that was always my elective content. So she taught me Final Cut Pro, Photoshop, 
and but of course I think I always went back to InDesign mm -hmm. and I would just always make my, my, my final like thesis or product for her was always like I'm making you a magazine and she mm -hmm. loved it like she's like okay like what magazine is Michelle making now and so I think there were so many financial barriers for me and that I knew that because I had to succeed in this way that, you know, I was taking this path that I knew I was going to be able to make X, Y, and Z money. I could not kind of get off the, you know, get off the road and like not go to the university that every single person was going to. And like, not, I wasn't allowed to like take like a gap year. And, you know, it, so all these things were kind of like concerning to me because like my top four things was like, I want to go to university for graphic design and people were like well, what are you doing what? okay and then then what and then what and then it was like i want to be a fashion designer and then it's just like no like these are all like i was kept i, I was being told no a lot which yeah. in hindsight looking back now like listen i don't draw probably couldn't design clothes for that for that yeah. reason right um and so i think it was, I was very like worried going into my university time as to like what, what's going to be next. Um, so I ended up going to school for communications. It was a small university that was about like two hours from home. Again, no one from my high school really went there. It was just me and my best friend. Um, and we were both like, we were advised by multiple school board people being like you girls should not be going there like this will not be good for your future and I'm like oh, wow. now we know a degree is a degree also a yeah. degree does not matter so it's mm -hmm. like are you they were just worried about of course they're like their what, what what it was going to look like for them that these girls were just not going to mm -hmm. you know the school that everyone's going to but mm -hmm. all that to say my mom supported me in that god bless her and I um I went to school and of course I think it was like that traditional learning that was not for me and I ended up leaving after three years I got my degree though thank god <laughs> I got my degree and I got out of there but when I got out of there I was still like okay well I'm a terrible writer and I was told that by so many professors mm -hmm. and teachers so what am I gonna do and so I started working a retail job I was working at a Aritzia oh, nice. I started working there because it's a Canadian it's a Canadian company. We love it. Yeah, um, their photo shoots in New York, like their catalog. Oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, now they've expanded to like insane, insane. heights, but yeah. yeah. So before I just, I worked at Aritzia and I was like, well, I love fashion. I've always loved fashion. And I think that it was definitely an entryway to, for me to kind of like explore and experiment. And I think when I was there, I, you know, that's when I started getting into the screw everyone era because in high school like that's when lookbook was a thing and tumblr mm -hmm. was a thing and I like so badly like wanted to grow my lookbook and I felt like I got made fun of a lot and you oh. know like people were just like this is so weird what are you doing why are you taking photos of yourself like your outfits are silly like I always like, I used to wear fedoras and like I would always dress I in the most it. like yeah, like now looking back, I thought I was like a mini Demi Lovato because that is who I died for then. Um, but but now it. looking back, yeah. So I just like, I wanted to get myself out there. But I think again, my environment was like, what are you doing? Like, this is yeah. so strange because majority of the people I grew up with just weren't, they, they didn't, they, they weren't interested in those types of things, right? Mm -hmm. And again, it's like, there's always that kind of like, you know, 
person who's into something that someone isn't and you might look at them and think it's weird but then you know many years later like oh shit that's cool right so I think I think when I started you know doing that early on like fast track to Ritzia I was like Instagram's just coming out this was like 2016 2017 I'm like I'm gonna take outfit photos and so I did that and that's how I started like building my Instagram account like and it was really fun and it was really it was a way for me to explore some type of creativity at that time. So yeah. And I think when wellness comes into it, it's like, you know, I was living alone for the first time and I was an athletic kid at all. Like that again, like I was in the computer lab. I was not at the gym. I was not playing sports. Like people were at basketball practice. Like I was in the studio, like editing videos. Like that's what I was doing. And funny, I say this, like now I have none of those skill sets. Like I was gonna say it's so because I know you posted hear. like you posted like does anyone know video I'm like girl I wish like that yeah not- no yeah. I I almost am shocked because I th- maybe it's because you when I look at your page I think of like wellness and movement I would think that you would be the sporty girl but also it makes sense that you were the tech girl because what you do there's a lot of technical things involved mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i was obsessed with the tech side of things yeah. and like even i was at my mom's house a couple of weeks ago and i found a stack of my gq magazines like that's what oh. i read i read gq and id at a very young age okay, and I so i, I remember like yeah i very like my style even now is very like masculine i love it like boys clothes are like where I always kind of gravitate towards however I love that it's more like women's wear is transitioning because I think the way men's pants are tailored are definitely not for a woman with hips so it's almost like GQ but like vintage Ralph Lauren were like you know his old um campaigns and catalogs were like the woman would be dressed in the same outfits as the man and like it was like that cross gender neutral kind of vibe that's what I see with your page yeah I love it I love that thank you so it was just it was more so like I I found that stack of GQ and I remember I was like oh my god I would use the GQ templates in my like school assignment so the way wellness kind of came into it was again I wasn't athletic or anything growing up but then when I was in university I dabbled in like yoga cooking for myself did some CrossFit like try things here and there and I was like oh shit like I feel good Mm. um I feel great also side note I loved going to raves like I think we were the children of EDM like Swedish House Mafia Steve like that was I I was doing that every weekend but let's not forget I was dancing for hours and like the endorphins and like feeling amazing and sweating and so my body completely changed and like in a very positive and healthy way so I think when I came home I was like well how can I implement these into my daily like routine and I think working in retail you're on your feet for eight hours of the day walking so I think in terms of like steps like that was all in but I signed up for a gym I also was getting very very um inquisitive with like how I was cooking and like what I was making and I think experimenting in the kitchen was huge also side note like my love for food comes from my mom like is a huge food person Mm -hmm. she had a restaurant when she was like she owned a restaurant million years ago my My grandmother was a chef so it's like we like food is like very much in my 
DNA mm-hmm. and I love that um and because I can spend hours in the kitchen and it doesn't even feel Same. like it's anything it's the best it's so yeah. therapeutic it's really and so I think you know merging that online posting of outfits whatever which at the time I feel like was so no one knew where Instagram was going it was yes. like what is this I like we <laughs> so I <laughs> I, I miss do you, I miss not having an algorithm yes yes <laughs> so I think that you know I just really wanted to like I didn't see anything on the internet like that like I, I definitely saw the girls that were in Australia and LA and that was yes. very I can picture the page exactly and that was so far removed from my reality yeah and I know that you know within you know that five-year span so many of us were getting interested in like learning more about ourselves and Mm -hmm. you know how are we going to take care of ourselves food wise because we were growing up I think that like what's so special is we were all growing up like the internet started when we were how old like Twitter started when we were in high school then Instagram started when we were in university and then Mm -hmm. the type of content people were sharing online of course that kind of like altered what we were into um so for me it was like well where where are my wellness girls at like like where what are we doing like what are we doing right now and um, there were so many kind of like women in Toronto specifically that um, were trainers or they owned businesses or they were nutritionists and all of this. They were so, they, they are, they're so cool and so inspiring. And I was like, well, there's a community like there, mm-hmm. but, but how do we bring them? Like, how do we put them together? Like, how can I bring this together? And I think like, I really wanted to showcase my learnings and, you know, talk about them more. And it was like, this was your avenue. You're going to YouTube, which I did not want to do because I think YouTube was the most superficial platform in the sense that you're constantly looking at someone's face. It gives you so much room to judge them and critique them and criticize them. But when you're not even listening to what they have to say, right? So, I mean, there was that, there was the blog avenue, which I was traumatized because everyone was telling me that I couldn't write. So I was like, Uh I'm not doing this. And then I was like, wait, like, I love talking and mm. I think I'm more confident speaking than I am writing yeah. than I am in front of a camera. So mm. what, what is this? And so this was like 20, this was early 2017 and there were podcasts. Like I will never say I'm the first, there were a hundred percent podcasts, but there was no information on how to do anything. Yeah. It was so like, Oh, what, what, what I do we like do? Then it was a lot of like, just, it was either super, um, what is it called? Like, um, produced or it was just people having conversations with themselves, like just coming to a mic and being like, yeah. So this weekend we went like, you know, friends, like, which was, which was essentially a vlog. If you think about it, just like it was an audio vlog and Mm -hmm. there wasn't really like, I don't know, these like chill conversations with people and like, things that everyone has curiosities about, but like either they don't have the environment that you were talking about growing up to like find people to speak about it or the people who are knowledge about it are so far out of reach to get the information or you're relying on Google, which is there's a million like pieces of information. It can feel so overwhelming. So I feel like your podcast was kind of like 
this space that made a lot of things like reachable for people who don't have that in their like direct circle or environment. Yeah. And think about it. I'm so privileged. Like I was brought up, sorry, in Toronto, like this is a city. There are people that don't have that being like, I, I cannot imagine like not having so many things so accessible and so like being having so many resources around me like if I think about this back like even like the network that I have like I wouldn't have had if I wasn't from a city right so that's something that I definitely acknowledge because like that's just something people don't have access to and I think that's the majority like there aren't that many cities like in the world versus how many towns there are right yeah yeah a lot of raised in a city so yeah yeah. I feel like you had like like I would love we'll chat later but I feel like because of your mom like you probably like oh my god I grew up on this island that like has generations and generations of the same people so families and like friends know everything years and years and know Know everything about you yeah Uh, it can be like it was beautiful but it was also like it keeps you like sheltered and small because everyone just knows everyone Mm -hmm. and everything. So if you try to like change yourself or start a new interest, everyone has an opinion about it. And everyone has something to say. Yeah. So there's like positives and negatives, but yeah, I grew up on a little Island and we'll chat about it when we chat. Yeah. Very interesting upbringing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so all that to kind of say, I, you know, I just got to a place where I started researching, I was reaching out to professors at universities. And like, that's literally what I did. I was like, I'm going to figure out how to do this. And I'm just going to figure it out. And it was not a Google search. It was like reaching out to people. And like, yeah, so it was great. It happened. And yeah, here we are now. I feel like I just like, kind of like derailed from what you asked originally. Well, you're a Capricorn. So you're like this. I'm an Aquarius, so I'm like, wait, what were we talking about? Like, I'm wait, so... I'm actually dead right now. I had a podcast yesterday that someone oh. was interviewing me, and she was also an Aquarius. So I'm an Aquarius moon. We actually we Ooh. literally spoke about this on the episode as well. I'm an Aquarius moon, and I feel like I vibe with Aquarian. Yeah, yeah. I love a lot of my friends, like a lot of the closest people in my life are Capricorns. I love that. Yeah. So What's you your rising? Uh, Gemini. Oh, I also love Geminis. <laughs> yes. I know it's Geminis are the greatest friends. I wouldn't really recommend relationships, but like friends, like they will ride or die with you yeah. forever. I love a Gemini. Yeah. <laughs> a Gemini friend you have to have. Absolutely. Have what a good have. mix though. I think so too. I think yeah. it's like a very nice, but I'm so happy. I don't have any fire in me. Well, like I'm just mm-hmm. so low. Like I'm just always so introvert. Like, like I'm yeah. actually an introverted extrovert, I would say. Yeah. Um, but like if I had any fire in me, it'd be chaos. Yeah. I have fire, water and air. So it's a bit of chaos. It is what it is, but I love it. <laughs> it is what it is here we are so we kind of talked about school and studies and Mm -hmm. so you talked a little bit about Aritzia is is that around the time where you started getting into like what this was post university was Aritzia or while you were in university I like Aritzia basically like I it was working there in grade 11 school that I went back Mm -hmm. okay where did that start to lead you 
in terms well, of like sort of, career? Yeah. So I think like there were always, there's obviously so many opportunities there, but I think like essentially I just grew to really, once you fall into wellness, like that mm-hmm. whole industry and it's yeah. your, it's such a huge part of my life that mm-hmm. I knew that I kind of needed, like I, I really wanted to work at a company that it was a wellness company, whether it was beauty or, you know, health. Like, I just wanted to do that because I think it is so beautiful to be in an environment that is, you're there because you are, like, you're fitting into a puzzle where the bigger picture is to make people feel better. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And as much as I am a lover of fashion, fashion is everything it is art and it's just not an industry that feels good mm-hmm. right it's not it I just I it wasn't gonna fill my cup in that way mm-hmm. um so ended up working at a wellness startup which did not go well I think that's <laughs> where I learned that I needed to be my own boss yeah because I was basically brought in, you know, they, they knew about the podcast, they knew about like, you know, just kind of like what I was building online. And they, you know, they were like, you're so entrepreneurial. And I was like, sick. They're like, We'd love to have you. I'm like, great. And then it just, anytime I brought something to the table, it was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And I was like, I, it got to the point that I'm just like, why am I here? Like literally what are we doing here? Like, I, I'm not just here to execute on what you need. Like, yeah. I thought I was coming here to like, bring you ideas and like, guide you in some sort of way. So that was like a really tough pill for me to swallow. Because yeah. after that, I was unemployed for a year and a half. Mm. And it was a really dark time. Yeah, I say dark, because I think I was just such a high performer and overachiever in that type of way that I was like being unemployed was like such a like ugh. I think anyone knows that feeling like you know when you just yeah. like aren't working it, it hurts and so I everyone told me over and over again like this is a blessing like take this time to figure out the things that you like, figure out what you don't like and all of that. And I was like, you keep saying that. And I keep waking up without a job. So mm-hmm. like, what are we, you know, How it's so, it's, you? I was, I think I was about, it was, it was 20, um, mid 2018 mm-hmm. until about mid 2018 until like December of 2019. Okay. So I don't know how old I was. I actually want to do math right now because if I was 27, that makes a my phone. <laughs> I'm 20. So it was four four years ago. It's like I can't really. Okay, I was 26, 27, and they say 27 is a really hard year for a lot of people. Yes, so it's right before your Saturn return. So like, I feel yeah, like the universe so likes t- to stir terrible. shit up. 
Terrible. 26 was a really hard year for me as well. 27 wasn't as bad, but I'm like looking forward to 28. I'm like, this will be a good one. But I feel like the end of your 20s is really just super messy. I I genuinely believe when you turn 30, it's like light at the end of the tunnel. And you're like, okay, my 30s, here we go. It's like a sophisticated 20s. I I know. I think that like... Your early 20s are fun because you're reckless yes. and you don't care. Yes. You don't care. You and you have, have all the about. time in the world. Exactly. Like, yeah. who cares? And then like 25 to 29, it's just an identity crisis. It truly is. You're like, who it's... am I in this world? What am I doing? Do I even have a yeah. purpose? Well, that's like what I'm going through currently at least. But oh like, my... yeah, no, it's no, insane. But, but like, it's not just you. Like, okay. So yeah, 27 was like, it was dark. Like, Mm. so, 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 so dark. And I think I did listen to people and I did start recording more. And that's when I started recording more episodes of people from New York and, you know, just trying to, like, not trying. It just so happened that I was building more of a reach within the U.S., which was, of course, so amazing and great. And that's when the Lemon Water Instagram started growing. Because, of course, you're putting time into it. I had nothing else to do. I was literally, like, waking up, working out, coming home, cooking. And then like lemon water, like I just didn't really have anything else. And, um, and then of course, like crying half the time, (laughs) it's fine. I can laugh about it now because it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like four years have gone by. Like it's fine. Um, and then that's when people decided to like, you know, take chances on me and I will forever like, you know, that's the thing. Like, People love saying they're self-made. No one is not self-made. Like not a single person is self-made. I am not self-made. Um, there are so many humans that have given me opportunities and jobs and got me to literally where I am today and continue to kind of support me and amplify me and you know just continue on this message. So that's what happened and here we are now. And I think again, like I, you know, if we want to get more into kind of like what I did starting out, I think it's just, I, I, I do spend time, you know, being like, you know, expressing so much gratitude towards the fact that I was given the opportunity to try things and get paid for it. And a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people have to try in order to get recognized and then there's a possibility for them to get paid. And I am so privileged and thankful that there's so many things that I got to, you know, figure out for myself and make and make a living doing it. And so it's beautiful because I think now in my thirties, I can very confidently, you know, share what I like and what I don't like about doing specific jobs and, you know, what I stay away from now. And like, and so, yeah, that's. And so when you were working on lemon water and you were in an unemployment phase and you had already had lemon water for quite some time at that point, or was it still pretty fresh? I started Lemon Water August, the account started on August 2017. Um, so I did have it, but I, again, was not so consistent and I didn't yeah. take it as seriously. Like it was okay. like, it was posting here and there, but it wasn't as like, like, I wasn't doing like five times a day. Like I was when 
Totally. I had nothing else to do. And what was your like process of like, did you know instantly you wanted to have people on that to have wellness discussions? Was it friends? Was it people that you didn't know? How were you going about your process and like your own journey of starting something that is like this yeah. online presence? So I think for the first season, it was just um, women in Toronto that mm-hmm. were business owners or were practitioners or were just in the space in some capacity. Yeah. And these were people that I really admired or these are people that were in my direct circle. Um, and so I kind of, I think one of the the three questions I always asked in every episode was what was your wellness journey like, Mm. and how did you start doing what you were doing? Because it was like, we laugh about it now because she is such a close friend of mine, Tanya, the founder of rainbow. Like Mm. I first, she was my first guest on lemon water. But she wasn't Tanya of Rainbow. She was Tanya of the well woman because Tanya had a very, like, she was very well known as a holistic nutritionist. And she was also a raw chef, like a raw plant-based chef. And she would make these beautiful, amazing vegan cheeses that got so much attraction online. And so that's when we connected. And so we would talk about her journey becoming a nutritionist and all of that. And I think for both of us, like kind of like, full circle because like now I'm you know I'm part of the team it's so so special and I think watching how some people have changed and some people haven't I think like the majority of women that I've interviewed in the first season like they're still doing what they're doing and their businesses have grown and they're thriving and flourishing and killing it and it's like it's incredible and then others have like completely changed and it's like so beautiful to see because like we are all ever changing and evolving as humans and it's just so interesting to see kind of where life takes us and where four years can change so that was season one and season two I started connecting more with you know people online that weren't only in Toronto and I was like well there's so much there is a world out there and so I had Trinity on from Gold and I had Sarah on from Vitruvi and then I had Ashwarya on from Brightland and like there were just so many incredible people that I was able to connect with and then I kind of just stuck with that I was like well we're people of the world and like I'm just going to keep connecting with people throughout and then you know I brought on again like forever wanting to tap more into the food bringing on chefs and you know anything like that so that's just kind of what it is and I think now it makes so much more sense for me because I think that it doesn't matter what you do for work Mm -hmm. there is some sort of journey that you had whether it was a mental health journey or a physical journey or just you know how you took care of yourself in some sort of way that, you know, we can all learn from and we can all resonate with. And so that is why, yeah, it just, it just, it makes sense. And I do want to take it in another direction and that might happen in the next year. And it's, but it's still going to, it's going to be so authentic to me. And I think that those listening won't even realize that if it like changes to being more of a lifestyle podcast, because I think that wellness, lifestyle, entrepreneurship, like that all goes hand in hand. I feel like that's already what it is. Like listening to it, no matter how old or new the episode is, there's valuable information because the guests that you have on, even if they've changed 
what they're doing from when you interviewed them to now, Mm -hmm. it's like the principles of the lifestyle you're cultivating for yourself and providing for your community. There's such great foundational principles within it that you can use at any time. I'm excited to see where you take it though. I think one of your episodes like a while ago, maybe last year, you ended the episode where maybe you started it with guys. I don't know how much longer I'll do the podcast. And I stopped in my walk and I was like, no, 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 absolutely I know, not. Like, but the thing is, is I feel like I'm not, I'm not serving you guys well in the sense that like, I'm not consistent. So like, are you okay with only five episodes a year? Like, okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. I feel like I like that. You're kind of like, I'm very similar and I don't know if it's like my Aquarius tendencies. I don't like to feel forced to do something constantly Mm -hmm. or under what others think is acceptable or what they believe is consistent said at the beginning how I kind of came into this in my own time I feel like businesses should be the same way I know there's a level of consistency where someone might feel average or they're normal it might not be what is right for you and your community because I feel like there have been a few episodes where you started with like guys sorry I took a while to create my next episode. And I was like, I don't even care. I'm just glad that there's a new one. I think it's just important to do things at your own pace. And when you feel, I know someone's like, you have to do things even when you don't feel like doing them, but I kind of don't know at all. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, question for you, Mm. would you prefer, because I think that me doing solo episodes are very low lift, right? There's like no production coordinating like needed. Like I can just go and people are like, well, we like our solos more. Oh, I I love both. Yeah, I mean, I love I love talking to people. Like, yeah, love, love, love. I think naturally, like, even I'm trying to interview you here. Like, it's just like that's just how I am. But um, I'm just like I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where we go. I yeah. think I really, really am dabbling with the idea of a newsletter. Ooh, yes. Because I think that it is a way for me to, in detail, talk through and show supplements that I'm experimenting with. Because I feel like not a lot of people know, but I basically use myself as a lab rat. And I will try everything because I I love, again, like I love learning in my data and like just how I feel. So it's like I... I'm open to trying everything and I have tried a lot of everything and have developed my own protocols. And so I'm just like, I want to talk about that. And, you know, I want to share because there's people who, you know, I was suffering from suffering. I mean, I was experiencing hair loss for three years and hair thinning. And, you know, there's that there's fixing the gut and all of that. And no, I'm not a practitioner and I'm not licensed, but Mm. my orbit around me is and that's who I lean on and that's like you know so I don't know I'm dabbling with that I feel like you would do like the best like colors and graphics and things like that okay that's pressure see I was <laughs> thinking was like it's gonna be the lowest lift I'm like a sub stack like no one's sub stacks are like that creative it's yeah. like you got well the, you it's got nice it. it's yeah. like an it's just like a newspaper article kind of exactly. but even your um thumbnail for the podcast like just it's simple it's readable but welcoming and friendly I love it so Christian from Peace and Quiet designed that. Oh, that's the thing. Like if I need something, yeah, I have ever everyone's on speed dial. Like that's I, amazing. Everyone, and I'm so thankful for that. And I think that you know, 
I've always kind of said in my business, like when I go, when I'm signing on with a new client, they're like, they'll always be like, well, well, aren't you worried? You're not going to be able to get this, this. And I'm like, there is always an answer yeah. for a question that I have. And it's yeah. like, I find that I love how resourceful all of we all are um, and everyone that I work with. And I just want to kind of, you know, kind of spread that. And I, I find yeah. myself to be resourceful. Anytime someone has a question for me, I like totally. provide you with like eight different options of having or like people to connect with and ask questions and like, I don't know, people who don't that. share that stuff is like, it's so weird. I also me. find it odd. I feel like yeah. I have a good little group of connections and friends that I can lean on. And so mm-hmm. for people listening who maybe like they don't know how to start their like network of people either in the same realm or there it's graphics or collaboration, what are your tips to kind of creating that circle for, for well, someone here's who doesn't the thing. I feel like people on Instagram now are so like weird. Like, I don't know, for me, like how it used to be and for me, how it still is. Yeah. If I see your page and I think you're cool, like it, you, you're posting things that I care about, vice versa, and we follow each other, I'm messaging you. Like, yes. let's connect. Like, let's be friends. Like, you're so cool. Like, I want to learn more about you. Yeah. Right. Totally. And then it just becomes this, like, again, I don't want it to come off. Like everyone has to be resourceful for one another. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you don't have something to offer me, I want nothing to do with you. No, that's not it. It's more mm-hmm. so like, I think people don't reach out, don't reach out to people as much anymore. And oh, I, yeah. I'll say that in the past like year and a half, I've noticed that like, mm-hmm you're just lurking. You're not actually like, I don't know. Like, what are you kind of, it's also a little bit of like, um, I'm noticing even since moving to New York, I would say, you know, like that God complex that celebrities have. Yes. People on Instagram who aren't even like, I mean, it really doesn't matter how many followers you have, but like people who know that they're known within a community, they're Mm -hmm. starting to like grasp onto this, like God complex of being unreachable. And like, I can't tell you how many times I've sent a DM, like a friendly DM, and it's like left on red. And I know that we're busy and sometimes we open it and we forget whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm like the fact we're in the same community or like, I know you in person or we're a friend of a friend and you don't have the de- decency just to respond. I'm just kind of like over that vibe of social media. It's so, I think New York, New York and LA is probably the most. Uh, Um, but there's also a lot of great people. Yeah. Yeah, there are, there are, but yeah. So I just think if you vibe with someone or like you kind of like what they're doing, let them know, like, just say, Hey, like, and that's what I did. Like I, again, like nothing for me kind of like happened overnight. Like I've met, I've met people over the years. I've also known people way before this Instagram thing happened. And like, they're still in my life today. And it's just, yeah like if you have questions about how people got into the industry like reach out granted I will say right now people might be listening to this and be like you're a hypocrite because we messaged you and you didn't but when I'm messaged like constantly with like advice on like how did you kind of like like what is your advice or how's this and I've already spoken about it multiple times on like some sort of like interview like go and listen because I like at times I guess we are all busy and I can't send you like eight paragraph long detail about my life Mm -hmm. and sometimes I have like incredible emails that come through and sometimes I'll get on a call with you like if I have the bandwidth and it's in a really beautiful approach like 
I will get on a call with you and like talk to you and share through like, you know, share anything that I can, but had quite a few either like friends or acquaintances say like, how have you made this connection or that connection? I'm like, I think, and you do this really well is like approaching things with such curiosity and like mm -hmm. asking the questions or making the connection or reaching out. I feel like it just smart. builds friends and community and like without even like owing each other anything is just like like-minded people that might not be directly in front of you. Like a lot of my closest friends were in completely different worlds and I love that, but I also need mm -hmm. people in the realm of the work I do because it requires a lot of leaning on your community and vice versa. 1000%, like 1000%. And I think that, I think, I think society has gotten to a very good place that we don't gatekeep as much. Um, I think that there's a lot of people within the industry that I can call on, even if we do the exact same job, like I'll call them and, you know, we'll share stuff. And I don't think that's like, that's not a bad thing at all because it's like, we're not, there's no competition. Like totally. we're not like the only person you should ever be competing with is yourself, not the person mm -hmm. beside you. So yeah, I just, I think just reaching out to people more, like even think about how you and I connected, like, yeah, just again, like I would never, like, I, I was like, I saw you were into wellness. I'm like, let me send you some rainbow. I feel like you would love this. Like, I'm try it out. Yeah. Oh, how cute are they? So cute. Anything <laughs> miniature. So cute. I'm like a sucker. For. I know <laughs> I can't handle it. It's so, oh my God. It's, I don't know. It just things like that. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's like also so much easier said than done too. Yeah, no, totally. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of like consistency in building connections and relationships. But I just feel like when it's the right situation, it comes so naturally and it's just like mm -hmm. enjoyable. Um, and mm -hmm. so, okay. So we talked about like maintaining community, building community, kind of how lemon water started. What are you yes. currently working on right now? Ooh, well, I just recently started full time <gasps> at rainbow. So <gasps> I'm leading oh, marketing, but that doesn't mean, okay. Like I'm still, this is the thing. Like, yes, I'm full time. People are like, think it's like the end of the world. <laughs> I'm really excited though. So That's I'm excited. I, when I saw you, you were like, I think freelancing. Yes, because yes. I still am. Like that's the thing. Yeah. Like my consult. So the thing is with my consultancy, it has all. It's going to continue running this way, but it's. I'm going to be very strict about it. It's going to be referrals only. Um, just because I've been very consistent with the orbit of brands that I work with yeah. and the type of founders that I work with, and I want to keep it like that because yeah. I think it, it makes it easier for me. Yeah. Um. Also. I think the brands that I'm working with kind of know what they're getting into, mm -hmm. um, bringing me on. And it's, I, I don't need to kind of like, like, I, I just want to become more of an expert in a specific like area. So with Rainbow, I'm so excited because we're just in this incredible place of possibility. Yeah. And I really want to be a part of that and there's just a couple of things that you know I really want to grow and foster myself and I think coming in in a full-time capacity is going to allow me to do so yes. um and then there are two other consulting clients that I can't speak about yet just because things are just not finalized but they are what I will say is they are within the food and beverage oh, um category which I 
you know, like I said, I think I'll always go back to food some yeah. way, somehow. I think the same about myself. I'm like, why am I doing yeah. fashion photography? Like, low-key, I want to go take pictures of food all the time. But you're so good, babe. <laughs> I just, it doesn't, like, spark for me. I get, I get like, it. really sparked with joy when I'm traveling and I'm, like, capturing culture or my dad at home cooking. That's what I really enjoy and seeing the prints of it. I'm like, oh, my God, I want to mm-hmm. make art books so badly. I want We All Dream to eventually be a um, publishing company for like art books. That's my That's end goal. Beautiful. But, That's beautiful. Um, and so, okay, I okay, I so see you in the food and beverage, like wellness and everything is so, you do things in a very digestible way, um, which is really hard to actually do in that space because it's, mm-hmm. things are so much more complex than the way that it's delivered by the person giving the information. Um, And so when you have consulting clients, what are you consulting them on? So it absolutely varies. I think Mm -hmm. that right now, a lot of people are more so interested in the kind of partnership piece and finding those like kind of key players for creating content for social channels and finding the right curators and finding the right artists. And I call them artists because I think, especially when it comes to food, food is an art form Mm -hmm. um, first and foremost. And I think the way that you communicate what you're making in the kitchen is it's an artistic, like it's an artistic way of showcasing your kind of your, your creation. So definitely partnerships, and social strategy and creative strategy and all of that of course like depending on who like I will take on that art direction sometimes but you you and me both know like those days on sets and those days leading up I just like I can't do it like I you can't do anything else exactly you can't do anything else you're just the way my body works like I can't be at a studio until like midnight. No, it just same. Work for me. I'm exhausted. I mean, bless those that can, but yeah. I'm very like, I get up at 6 30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm in bed at 9 p.m. I exactly. So those long days and nights are not for me. So if it's like, oh, I'll art direct a shoot for, for you, but yeah. I will not make it on set. Yeah, no, it's definitely not my preferred <laughs> lifestyle, which is why I kind of took yeah. a step back from photography I was just like I these hours everything like it's just not working for me right now so I feel that and I feel like consulting is such a beautiful way to kind of have a schedule you want choose the kind of clients you want how to build your portfolio how to build your connections so I love that and Mm -hmm. so is there anything right now, like any type of rituals that you're really enjoying that you want to share? So for like, like, oh, there's so many. I mean, I could talk about this for hours. I've been reading, obviously, I'm always reading. So I'm, I started Jay Shetty's book, The Four Lessons on Love and yes. The Psychology of Money. Mm-hmm. I'm loving both of them. Are you reading uh, them at the same time? Yes. The way Jay writes, because I've also uh, read um, Think Like a Monk. For mm-hmm. The way he writes is very storytelling for me. Yeah. So Jay, I can read at nighttime. Mm-hmm. And then the psychology of money is very like, this is what you have to do. So that totally. I read in the morning is more like, okay. they're like, great, like, kind of like learning. So I, I could it. do, I could do both. Yeah. Um, in terms of skin, I've always told, like, I no, I've been always told, I've just started telling people this. 
I want to be more transparent because, you know, people are always like, what are you doing with your skin? What do you use? Yeah, it's amazing. Thank you, babe. But like, it's literally nothing that I put on top of my skin is the reason for it. It's genetics. Mm. But also I take supplements for skin and I'm now I just started doing acupuncture facial. So I'm very excited to kind of like document that. So it was interesting. Um, Apparently I won't see any results for at least four days. Okay. I'm going again on Tuesday. So I'm going to be doing this once a week for about four weeks and we'll see. Yeah. What what does it do? Okay. So it stimulates like obviously blood flow and collagen production. So we'll see. I just have like two friends of mine who are like in their mid to late thirties who look like babies. Like when I say babies, like they look like they're 16. Both of them have never gotten um, Botox or anything like that. (gasps) And they both swear by acupuncture facials. So we'll see though. Again, I'm not doing, I don't have wrinkles or anything. I just, I just want to see, again, like I said, I try everything. (sighs) Oh my God, my skin is so sensitive. So I can't try everything. Like I will ask you everything, but yeah, acupuncture is so tricky. But like I, the first time I found out about the facial was on Goop when they did that test to see like their, um, their like age, but, um, their like health age or whatever. It was on that Goop. Your biological age, your biological age. And the one woman who had like the Mediterranean diet and did the acupuncture on her face, she was the one that got the youngest results back. And I was like, there's something to be said about that. And Mm -hmm. my facialist in New York, next time you're in New York, you have to book with her. Uh, Madalena Madalena Conti, she actually does Bella Hadid's facials. Oh, shut up. Yes, she, before, like I would say six months ago, my skin was so bad ever since I moved to New York, like the toxins, the stress, the food, everything. My, I never had acne covered in acne, could not get no. rid of it. No matter what I did. Horrible, oh. horrible. I was not social because I was so like, a hundred percent. it's such I a, was it's so such a psychological, bad. like, yeah. It's, especially when you don't go through it when you're a teen, as an adult, you're like, this isn't supposed to happen now. Like, what did I do wrong? And, but it she happened transformed to me when I was, yeah, it happened to me when I was 24. It was traumatic. Oh my it God. was traumatic. It, it's crazy. Yeah. I'll send you her Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Oh, no injections. Miss Bella Hadid. No. Has- yeah. She's like, she gets the best of everything. <laughs> All the different corners of the beauty world. All the things. Um, And so also just been really obsessed with my supplement regime. So I started taking Symbiotica. Okay. which I that brand that founder is like incredible really yeah so I'm taking glutathione um and it's a really strong antioxidant and our body actually produces it naturally but it, we stop producing it naturally once we hit like our mid to early 20s so taking it is like it's great yeah so I've been doing that and taking a very potent vitamin C from Symbiotica as well. I'm also taking not Symbiotica, but collagen. Just like it's, these are my like rituals. It's like I wake up in the morning and I like have everything laid out and it's like my little Symbiotica packets, my athletic greens, my like coffee with all my things. And I love love it. it. And I think, you know, I want to say, I think like there was a time 
I want to say it's like 2020, 2021, we were like very like frowning upon people who were sharing their supplements and like this and that. But I think that, you know, I'm at a place where I'm getting blood work done very frequently and I know what my levels are and I talk about that and I hope that it's on the person listening to know that their wellness journey is so unique and that just because you're not seeing like if just because you're seeing someone post something doesn't mean you have to run and do it if anything I'm not I'm not running to like I'm not posting for people to start taking everything I'm taking I'm posting for you to remember that taking care of yourself is is a beautiful thing it's just like also helping people discover that there's like options out there, yeah. but it's up to them to actually figure out what works. For exactly. them, what and that's why I kind of, I'm giving myself that permission and like forgiveness yeah. to like, you don't have to like, I think like we were in a place where maybe it was like, you know, the Gen Z's were kind of like seeing things and like running, mm. like very like, like running with it or like criticizing people a lot, which yeah. is like so silly. But I think I'm confident that, people that are you know on my platform and looking at what I'm doing know enough that you 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 just gotta yeah and I feel like you mentioned a lot like this is what works for me I think what the issue is is a lot of these like influencers that are kind of giving unhealthy tips that only work for a small Mm -hmm. percentage of people but I feel like yeah it's up to the person and I guess the last thing that um we can leave we're finishing already I know it went by this was like the quickest convo that's weird the beauty of conversation (laughs) Mm -hmm. seriously I guess for you the main question would be for someone who knows that they don't want to work for someone else or a nine-to-five or they they want to in the same sense of you eventually find a company they align with but it's not that right now what are your tips Mm -hmm. for creating those opportunities. So like freelancing or starting a podcast or coming up with these platforms that essentially leads you to the job that you feel really passionate. I I love that you said creating those opportunities because I think so many people wait for a seat at the table and they don't make their own seat at the table. And I've been saying this from day one, stop saying there's no seat at the table, move those chairs to the side and sit your bum down. I love it. And it's like, what do you want to do? So if you want to get into social management, if that's what someone wants to do, that's a very hard, nerve-wracking job. (laughs) (laughs) Building up your social account. Yeah. Start building up your social account. Like do Mm -hmm. it. I've also seen incredible humans on TikTok create all these like um, mock social grids for like road and like all these brands and I'm like uh, you just killed it also stop giving brands your like free ideas like, things are on TikTok like the girls are not gatekeeping which I love but I'm like you're giving away free like yes like I you should be getting paid for this darling totally. like so badly but it's more so if there's something that you want to do there is a way to kind of like get you to where you want to be on your own in the sense that like create a platform, create a network, build a community, like foster some, foster something online so that people can, from the outside can look in and be like, they did that. Like they did that. And you know, there's potential for X, Y, and Z, or even just build out ideas. I don't know. I also, you know, I don't, I think it was so much easier when social media wasn't what it is right now. I feel like my advice is like so outdated but 
if you want to make it relevant, it's like there are so many incredible people on TikTok that I see creating these paths for themselves, right? Mm -hmm. If it's like you're really passionate about a specific topic, become that expert on that platform or just constantly share about it and like you will get a job. Like you you will get a job. There was that girl at Essence. There was that, you know, that that girl like girl boss town, whatever, yes. like that PR girl. Like there are so many different ways for you to kind of like do what you want to do. It's just I my hope is for the future generation is to just realize that tangible skills are incredibly important. And this like virtual world of like, you know, being an influencer is just not, that should not be the goal. I'm going to need a doctor at some point. Yes, no, totally. And yeah, I think also it's like going off of what you were saying for anyone trying to kind of build this space for themselves is also just like putting yourself in front of people. I've just said to them, how, how are, how are people supposed to find you if you don't put yourself in front of them? So whether that's reaching out or whether that's creating some sort of platform that the type of clients and people you want to surround yourself with attract them because otherwise Mm -hmm. Instagram is so saturated. It's hard to just stumble upon small accounts. You really have to put yourself in front of the brands, in front of the connections, in front of the communities. Yeah. So I just, yeah, it's definitely more challenging now that you can't like post something at a hashtag and it doesn't get like a thousand likes. But at the same time, there's other ways of doing it that yes, might take a little bit more work and thought, but like, it's, I, I think if you are intentional and you're very clear about like w- maybe the end goal, like it can definitely happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also discipline, discipline mm-hmm. is like the most, discipline is the most important thing. And I think that a lot of people expect things to happen overnight, but yes. like, let it grow, any, let it anyone, grow. anyone that's become anything has yeah. been working on their craft for way longer than what yes. you're just seeing online. Totally. A hundred percent. I've been going at this since I was 15. So there you go. And I'm there still going go. and I'm never going to stop. And I'm sure it's the oh. same for you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. thank you so much for being on my show. I oh love that I hosted someone from a podcast that like, I listened to. It's so oh wild. God, I'm like thinking it. back to the time where I first listened to your podcast I didn't really know who you were. I just, a friend had sent me the podcast. I never saw your page. I just listened to the episode that was sent to me. I love your friend. (laughs) And now (laughs) I'm like, we're literally here having a conversation on my podcast. Like it's the world is beautiful. That's the thing. Like humans are like, humans are very accessible, you know? I mean, I hope that that's what I, like that's the energy that I bring, right? I don't want to- yeah, like I don't want to be that person that's like so distant at an arm's reach. Like I think that I'm very, you know, I'm just like community-oriented. You're human-oriented. Like you're very warm and approachable, I would say. Before I knew you, I mean, now that I know you, I definitely know that. But like even before I knew you, you have that energy. So hold it tight. I love that. Well, thank you for having me again. Like it's funny. I usually just would always ignore people wanting me on their podcast and like this week I recorded two podcasts that I'm on I'm like I hope people find value and I'm not just saying the same thing over and over again I'm like now I'm like oh my god shut up why am I overthinking